Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, April 8th. This is Savannah Edens with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. This week, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler moved to fire his longtime loyalist Tom Reinhardt, who served as the chief of staff in local and statewide office for nearly a decade before becoming one of Wheeler's highest-ranking deputies at City Hall. Reinhardt will step down from his position in May as the city's chief administrative officer, where he oversaw a staff of nearly 700 people and an annual budget of $583 million. The mayor offered Reinhardt a 12-month severance of more than $200,000, which is double the half-year's payout guaranteed in his contract with the city. In a statement, neither Wheeler nor his office detailed a reason for Reinhardt's sudden termination, calling it a, quote, leadership transition, though the mayor has not yet found an interim replacement. Staffers were, quote, completely blindsided, many in tears, and Tom was visibly shaken, said one of the meeting's attendees. While the mayor's office has seen an unusually high level of turnover during Wheeler's tenure at City Hall, the sacking of one of his most faithful stalwarts is a striking turn of events. Wheeler first hired Reinhardt as his chief of staff in 2008, when he was Multnomah County chair. Political and policy wonk, Reinhardt held the same position during Wheeler's nearly seven years as Oregon State Treasurer, the elected office that Wheeler occupied when he ran for Portland mayor in 2016 and won. As Portland's chief administrative officer, Reinhardt oversaw a vast array of programs, including human resources, revenue and financial services, the city's arts initiatives, and the city's team of contractors who clean and clear homeless camps. The Oregon State Bar this month suspended the law licenses of more than 300 lawyers across the state, including a sitting district attorney, for not submitting a form that certifies information about their lawyer trust accounts. Many attorneys were stunned this week to learn of the administrative suspensions, saying the bar's emailed reminders of the looming deadline got lost in their spam folders. The Oregon State Bar blames a switch to a new email platform and vendor in January. Of Oregon's more than 15,000 bar members, 332 had their law license suspended on April 2nd, a day after the final deadline to submit late annual certification forms for their trust accounts. Kateri Walsh, the bar's spokesperson, said the lawyers can get back into compliance in one to two days, and the bar is working to expedite the process. The bar sent eight emailed reminders to lawyers between December and March 30th. The deadline to file was February 1st, but members had until April 1st to file late account certifications before facing license suspensions, according to the bar. Portland Commissioner Joanne Hardesty defended and promoted her city council record Thursday as a pair of opponents lobbed direct attacks at the incumbent during the trio's first major public forum. Challengers Vadim Mazursky and Renee Gonzalez portrayed the one-term officeholder as anti-police and ineffective at addressing homelessness and trash at the debate hosted by the City Club of Portland. Hardesty deflected the criticism, saying, among other things, that she is a proponent of cops who are equitable and accountable and the architect of an effective non-police response to homeless people in crisis. A Navy veteran, former state lawmaker, and longtime civil rights advocate, Hardesty made history in 2018 by becoming the first black woman elected to the Portland City Council. 
Much of her tenure has coincided with a growing pessimism among residents about elected officials' willingness and ability to tackle the city's deepening homelessness crisis and the dramatic increase in shootings and homicides. Hardesty, meanwhile, has cast herself as a transformative change agent during her first three years at City Hall and did so strongly at the virtual City Club event. She repeatedly highlighted her work to launch and expand citywide the unarmed crisis intervention program Portland Street Response, as well as her leading role in pushing for a new voter-approved police oversight system. Hardesty also said she centered her work around being a champion for everyday Portlanders as the city has become increasingly less affordable for most people. Both her challengers took aim at Hardesty, claiming that she, as a sitting city commissioner, was complicit in perpetuating the crop of ills now consuming Portland. Mozerski, a disability law judge, insisted local leaders needed to focus on, quote, pragmatic rather than dogmatic solutions, end quote, something he said City Hall had failed to do. As an example, Mozerski cited the City Council's decision to dismantle the Police Bureau's gun violence reduction team, a move Hardesty pushed for, only to spend more than 18 months to recreate a similar unit as shootings and homicides reached historic highs. Gonzalez, a former corporate lawyer who now runs his own technology business, focused largely on homelessness and public safety and portrayed the city as, quote, under siege. Both Mozerski and Gonzalez have generated a competitive amount of traction weeks before the May 17th primary. While they each trail Hardesty in fundraising, both have racked up hundreds of donations and also qualified for public financing. Mozerski has also amassed a substantial number of endorsements from a handful of trade unions, the Portland Business Alliance, and a number of community and neighborhood leaders, including several Black leaders. Hardesty, meanwhile, has earned the endorsements of progressive organizations, social justice groups, and a host of local and state elected leaders. Only one of Hardesty's four council colleagues, Commissioner Carbon Rubio, has publicly supported her for re-election. The other three have not endorsed a candidate. Will Portland remember the 77-degree day we had if it's snowing by Sunday? We definitely hope you all got out to enjoy the beautiful warm weather yesterday, as temperatures reached those not seen since late September. But that 75 degrees isn't going to last for long. By today, a cold front will make its way in from the coast and bring in an almost 20-degree drop in the high, and some showers, of course. Most of the rain will fall after about 11 a.m. Skies will be mostly cloudy today, and the high is expected to reach only 59 degrees. But Saturday will usher in a weekend that will feel a lot more like January than April. A cold air mass moving into the region will support accumulating snow at times as low as 1,000 feet elevation. Stronger showers at the valley floor could even see a few snowflakes mixed in with the rain. Sunday looks even colder, according to the National Weather Service, with snow levels hovering around 1,000 feet and chances of flakes mixed in with the stronger showers. Snow sticking and accumulating on the valley floor would have a lot to overcome as spring temperatures and stronger solar warming fight against it. Portland's latest date of measurable snow on record is March 25th, which was set in 1965. But records are made to be broken, right? Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.